0: Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We've been looking in the last couple of episodes about something that is just very, very important within the body of Christ and what we must do. Paul was writing to Timothy, and it's at the end of Paul's life. So the Holy Spirit was moving upon Paul to uh, tell Timothy some things. And one of the things that he was uh, telling Timothy was to accurately handle the Word of Truth accurately handle the word of truth. In other words, to know the word of truth, to know the word of God, to know the Bible, to know the truth of the Most High, but then to accurately handle it. So often people do not accurately handle it. Uh, In most, uh, let me put it this way, in most church environments, um, the word of truth is used as a pretext. Okay, it's usually just used as a pretext to say what they want to say. And so he was telling Timothy, no, we must accurately handle. And he tells him why. He said, you need to avoid uh, worldly and empty chatter. Don't get caught up in what some of these other guys have done. But lay the foundation of the truth of the Word of God. And he tells him how to do it. he says, Accurately handle the truth, but don't be arrogant, okay? Don't be argumentative, don't be quarrelsome. Refuse foolish and ignorant speculations. That's a tough word, right? And just avoid the quarrels. But be gentle, because people will oppose you. And in the opposition, be gentle with them. And and I love what he said at the end of the second chapter of 2 Timothy. He says, if perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses And escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. And so he's acknowledging that these people will come in opposition, but to handle them in gentleness, handle them in love, because who knows, perhaps the Lord wants to save this person and wants to bring them to repentance. I have to remind myself of that quite often when people are coming in opposition and being argumentative, and etc., etc. Now, I want to go to the next verse, because remember, there's no chapter division, there's no verse division. The very next verse is the first verse of 2 Timothy 3, and it begins with the word, but... But B-U-T. And that word is really one of the most powerful words within Scripture Uh, because quite often it's setting up a juxtaposition or a comparison or a contrast or something along that line. So he's telling him to do this, to make sure you accurately handle the word of truth because here's what's going to happen. But then he warns Timothy about something, and he warns us. Now, how do I know that he's warning us? Because of what he says in this first verse. He says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. So he is telling Timothy about a time of the last days. He's telling him about a time that Timothy would never live in. Now, people say, well, there's great debate over when the last days. Are we truly in the last days? Well, I understand that. But when you look at the scripture... There's actually several verses that give us really solid insight as to when the last days are. Uh, The first part of Hebrews tells us that the last days, uh, from that point of view, from that description, was from the time when Jesus was born, when he took on the form of flesh, that we're in the last days. So from the time that Jesus was born, it's the last days. So Timothy was a part of these last days. But then when you read here in Timothy and you read over in Peter and read some other portions of Scripture, you find out that certain things are going to be happening in the last, last days, okay? The last hours of the last days. And so he's talking about a time that is yet to come from Timothy's perspective here. I think that we're in the midst of these days because of what you see, okay? Now, these things that we're about to read here, there's nothing new about this. This is the type uh, of things that man unbelieving has, man has done since um, the Garden of Eden, literally. But listen to what he says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Well, you think, why? Well, the next verse tells us, for, verse 2, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And we're not even finished with the sentence yet. That is quite a description right there, isn't it? And like I said, these are things that have occurred throughout the history of mankind. But what we're seeing is an increase of such. Okay? We're seeing an increase. And uh, again, you look at all these details and think, was well, he talking about people who are outside of the body of Christ? Or is he talking about people who are inside the body of Christ? <clears throat> well, I think he's talking about both definitely those of the world okay those of the world uh, behave this way but the context is he's actually telling Timothy how to teach and how to do things within the body and he says people will become like this Uh, I can point to church leaders that are like this right here okay and a lot of these elements holding to a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof and you say wait where'd that come from that was the end of the sentence that I haven't read yet so listen to this again. The description. They're lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied his power. That gives me a big hint that these folks are part of the organizational church, that they're very involved in the religious activity. And so they hold to a form of godliness. They look good. They talk the talk, though they deny the power thereof. They deny the power of transformation of the heart, deny the power of changing them themselves. They deny the power of the Holy Spirit and all that God wants to do in the life of the true believer. They're not true believers. They are What was Paul's commandment to Timothy related to them? The next part of the verse says this, avoid such men as these. He's telling Timothy to beware, be careful. And then he actually gives an example, which we don't have time for right now, but we'll look at it later, okay? He gives an example of what they were doing and how they were doing it and, and gives a reference back to Moses when Moses encountered some people like this. And what the outcome was of it. Know this, that if we do not accurately handle the word of truth, if we do not know the truth, then we will be wide open and susceptible to men such as these. If we do know the truth, then we have a role and responsibility of avoiding men such as these. We have a role and responsibility to speak forth the truth, not to get in arguments and debates and things like that, but to speak forth the truth and to live forth the truth. I tell you what, folks, time is a-wasting, okay? Time is a-wasting. We need to move on as the body of Christ and move on with his kingdom. Again, I'm Dale. I'll talk to you soon again. Goodbye.